Welcome to the Lead to Win podcast. This week, we visit with Alex Johnson, registered athletic administrator, assistant principal, co-creator of the all-in process and current athletic director at Bayless High School in St. Louis, Missouri. I'm your host, Bo Bergen. Let's get to work. Super excited for this one today uh, as I welcome a fellow AD, Alex Johnson, to the show. Alex is in his first year as assistant principal and athletic administrator at Bayless High School in St. Louis, Missouri. During his six years in education, he taught PE and coached students and student athletes of Mountaineer, New Mexico, Plano, Texas, and Socorro, New Mexico in the sports of football, cross country, basketball, and track and field. Transitioning from teaching and coaching to administration, Alex has spent the last six years as an athletic administrator serving the communities of Socorro, New Mexico, Clinton, Missouri, and now St. Louis, Missouri at Bayless High School. As the Clinton School District AD, Alex worked to revitalize the Cardinal Activities Program, primarily through the implementation of the All-In Process Character development program, which he co-created with All-In Sports Outreach Director, friend and mentor, Stuart Hardy. Alex has a passion for leading programs that promote character education and student engagement, and he focuses heavily on social media, branding, and the platforming of student-athletes through box-out sports. Alex is married to his college sweetheart, Kelsey, and has three children, Jacoby, Amador, and Gwen. Alex? Thanks for coming on and uh, welcome. Thanks, brother. It's good to be here, my man. So I first uh, quote unquote crossed paths with Alex when he was the AD at Clinton, uh, which is not too far from where I'm at. And uh, we were actually close enough to be in the same district in girls wrestling. And I I didn't really know him. I just got emails from him. And but (laughs) one thing that stuck out was how extremely organized he was. He was he uh, volunteered to do that. But anyway, he was he was extremely well organized and everything that he put out just looked great, which is a little bit, you know, what we're going to talk about today with the branding stuff. But um, I was I was extremely impressed with that. And then I was fortunate enough this past summer to run into him at the uh, Border State Summit uh, AD clinic uh, at Downstream Casino this this summer. And uh, he did a breakout session about branding and uh, social media and things of that nature. Bottom line is the dude knows branding and I, I wanted to bring him on today and talk a little bit about that. Um, not just the aesthetic branding, but also your personal brand and kind of what what makes you who you are and what you're about. So, you know, first, first question, Alex, I got for you. Well, not really a question, but just kind of go into you know, your story and a little bit of background on how you got to where you are today. So I think you got, you got a lot of it in my intro. Um, luckily I had recently written that bio because of the border state summit. So it was a quick copy and paste. I don't want to, you know, beat a dead horse, but I will say my wife is really uh, big with social media. Um, she actually runs a thrifting business on Instagram um, and so we can't not have attention to detail in our household. It's just, it kind of is in our, it's in our blood and, you know, for better or worse, our kids expect to take four or five 
pictures when we're out doing something. Um, and at first it really like, I'm not going to lie. I was like, Oh, here we go. Got to take another picture. But the more I've like looked at the details, it's documenting life. Right. And so like, when you look at that from a personal perspective and you shift that to our kids, um, I think I, you know, we hadn't talked about this yet. Cause obviously I wasn't at Bayless yet this summer, but I had a kid come into my office a couple weeks ago and he said, he said, I just, he's like, I love like everything you do with like Instagram and stuff. He's like, you make me feel like we go to a big school. And like, I don't think you can get a better compliment than that. You know what I'm saying? It's like, we're, you know, we're, we're a 3A school. We're very unique because we're in the middle of the city. We're the first school that is not, it's in the county. So we get all the benefits of like St. Louis County, you know, um, construction, all that stuff. But we're very close to like downtown and everything else. So very unique. And it's also, I mean, it's basically the same size as Clinton. We got 580 kids here. So we're around those Lindberg's and Melville's and Oakville's and CBC's and Chaminade's, you know, I mean, all the big powerhouse football programs. Um, and so for a kid to come in and it's like, Hey, you make essentially what that says to me is you make me feel special. So to me, my background, take all the, the job stuff that I've done in the past that, that really, I got to the point where, um, you know, it just, if it's not, you know, if it's not good enough for Jacoby, Amador, and Gwen, it's not good enough for these kids either, because quite frankly, they're all an extension of our family. So I don't, I don't know, it's a very roundabout way of explaining my background, but I just, my, the level of importance in seeing it in the kids' eyes of how much it means to them to feel like a rock star, um, it's just, it's a really big deal to me. So. Yeah, for sure. That's, uh, I, I can identify with that for sure. Um, you know, we're, I'm, I'm at a bigger school, but our kids are small town kids and they appreciate feeling valued and highlighted. And that's a, that's a huge thing when you talk about culture uh, within your program. Um, So this is kind of a big question to start off with, but as you think of your journey at the places you've been, people you've met, what's been the most influential experience for you? Um, I don't think there's an, there's a way to answer that specifically without, just saying like, I am a firm believer that God puts us exactly where he wants us. And, and I, I just have kind of, you know, I moved a ton as a kid. Um, I lived in Kansas, Missouri, Indiana, Arkansas, Minnesota, um, as a, as a kid. And I think I'm missing one there. And so for me, change was just a part, like, honestly, if I didn't have change, it was less normal than change. Um, and so when I went to college, I actually didn't go for PE. I went um, for Spanish education, which is a story for another day. But like, I finally just kind of accepted that my dad was right. One day, a friend of mine invited me to a PE class and, um, he was in my fraternity and the rest is history, you know? And so I ended up in that. And then when I got married, we were about to have kids and my wife was like, Hey, like if you ever don't want to coach. And I I mean, you probably have experienced this. I was like, I'll never want to not coach. Like there's no way. And she's like, well, you might want to make more money for our family. And so that led to me getting my master's online. And when we had Jacoby, um, that, that was kind of like, okay, I got my master's in this area, um, now. And then that led to, um, you know, chasing football down in Texas. And my, my, my superintendent from my first position called and was like, Hey, you're not going to get an opportunity to be an AD at 28 years old anywhere else, unless you come back, like come back. And so I kind of drug my wife kicking and screaming back to New Mexico. Sure enough, I got the AD job there. Um, and so I would say it's not one experience, but it's like taking risks um, and just kind of trusting that like, you're exactly where you're supposed to be, even in the really tough times. Cause man, I've told you my story. Like there's been moments where I've been like, man, is this even worth it? Like, this is like politics suck. And, 
Um, you know, I, I'm trying to do what's best for kids and people. It gets frustrating, you know. Um, but I do think just what is, in your own words, what is branding and uh, what role does it play both in our personal lives and our professional lives? So kind of going back to question number one, I think that if if every, if anything mat- matters, then everything matters, right? Uh, and so, like, for me, um, if it's not good enough for Jacoby Amador and Gwen, it's not good enough for our kids of Bayless. Um, also, we were very intentional when we moved here. And so we live in the district. Our kids go to school like they're literally across the street from me today. And so for me, like I want my kids to wear the same colors as me. And I've gotten some looks from that like, oh, you know, you have to separate professional and personal. And like, I just don't buy that, man. I think that like if you if if you're not will- like like honestly, it puts a little bit more of a fire under myself as well, too, because like if I'm doing it well at this level, then I'm preparing it for my own kids. Um, and I know that that's not a luxury of everybody has, but it's something that I believe in. Um, and so to me branding if if you i mean to define it it's it's really like it's building something that if someone were to look at it like that's my school but if you look at my journey um the different schools i've been to of course it's grown but it's very consistent in like hey we got a game day post at this time every single day you know and we'll get down to more of the nitty-gritty of that but to me what branding is is really people know when they look at your school this is how we do things this is when you can expect it to be posted um, and then also kind of like, it should also go back to your mission, vision and, and values. Um, and again, that'll be a later conversation, but branding is when I look at this, I know what I'm going to get. And then at the end of the day too, it's, it's platforming kids on a, on a, on an area or a social media piece that they might not otherwise have that opportunity to be seen. How closely do those, what you just talked about, those values and things like that, how closely does that align to the, to the corporate world or really any any other industry when you talk about branding? Yeah. So I think it absolutely aligns because again, whether it's a school or a business, your name is important and your name should mean something. Um, Your name should be consistent. Like, you know, do you want to be a person who can be counted upon to be on time? Do you want to be a person or a business who like, when we say this is the deadline, it gets to us. Right. And so like, if you have, you know, if you look at like the golden arches of McDonald's, for example, um, everyone knows what McDonald's looks like. Everyone knows that no matter what you and I as parents may say, like McDonald's is not the best choice, but gosh darn it, my son wants to go there over anything, even though we have all the options in the world in St. Louis, right? Um, you know, Jimmy John's, Freaky Fast. I don't think it's as fast as it used to be, but it once was, you know, Chick-fil-A. I can't walk away from Chick-fil-A without a smile. Like the list goes on and on, right? So for me, I think it completely lines up. Um, and so you can take it out of the educational world. You can go into sports. Um, but really, to me, what branding is, is you have a face, you put a face and a name to something and anyone in the world, or at least in your radius of influence, should be able to look at that and go, that is fill in the blank person that is fill in the blank, you know, X, Y, Z. And this is the product they're going to deliver. Or this is what I can expect from them. And also you're attaching your name to it at the end of the day, because I might be the AD and the assistant principal here. But if I put out something that's misspelled, it would have the same effect if you're posting on KFC's Twitter, you know? And so um, to me, branding, whether you're in the school setting or in the corporate world, it's equally important. It may have different ramifications down the line. One might be a more of a money or a bottom dollar, right? Um, But both of them matter. And both of them help us, in my opinion, function as a society to where we have a reciprocal relationship, both with, because honestly, dude, you know this, if I go out and I ask a business in this community to give 
who, you know, hey, put a banner up at the baseball field. Like, I want it to look aesthetically pleasing. And I know it mm-hmm. sounds really silly, but um, I don't know if that answers your question, but that's where I see it definitely overlaps and crosses over. Yeah. So what what advice would you give to somebody? Maybe maybe they're just starting out and they're tasked with that, making, making it look better. Uh, what, what advice would you give them? Um, maybe some tips and tricks if their brand is lacking. Um, what advice would you give them as far as aesthetics go? Again, consistency is so big. I really think that, um, like, I have a specific game day post for every sport. And again, it's impossible for me not to go back to, like, what I do here. Um, But, like, if you, like, there's a time of day when you're going to get the highest amount of traffic. Um, There's a time of day where you're, like, and for us, that's between 11 and 1 o'clock. I don't know why that is. Maybe it's because our kids go to lunch then and they're allowed to be on their phones. But I know if I make a post for our game day basketball that day, it's going to get a ton of traffic it's going to get a ton of likes and it's going to get a ton of shares um for the aesthetically pleasing piece um honestly man that's harder because the beauty is often in the eyes of the beholder um but like for me like i just know like and this is going to sound i don't want to sound arrogant but like i just know it looks good and if you do it long enough you know it doesn't look good um you know it's why when i get questions like why did you choose to be an Under Armour school? Well, first of all, we get a quick turnaround on our product. It's quicker than Nike and, and Adidas at the present moment. However, like as much as I wish we had more cage jackets, I know I'm going to get X jacket. I'm going to get this logo here. The screen printing is perfect. Like, so again, that, it's, it comes down to consistency, man. Um, because to me, you have to, you have to choose what works for you and you have to run with it. Um, but then, then you get to the fine tuning. Like, like I think something that we we make a mistake on is we we want to do all these crazy things with our branding, and we want to go out there and make a name for ourselves. And at the end of the day, we never really got anything accomplished because we didn't start with like two or three really important things, right? Um, so, I think that the best thing that anybody can do starting fresh is to pick a logo, um, pick a couple colors that they would really want to incorporate with that. And then find out your consistent message that you're going to pump out there. And literally, like, that's what we did here. My first post was just a picture of our Bronco. And all it said was, hashtag bring the stampede, hashtag bail us all in. What does that do? That creates, like, oh, wow. It's, like, almost like, a, like oh, what is that? Like, it's enticing. And I within the first two days, I had, like, 100 followers on our Instagram with just a quick post. And people wanted to ask questions. So um, I, I see on your social media quite a bit you're kind of branded with the, uh, the all in mantra. Yes. Uh, tell me a little bit about the all in process and, uh, what's the story behind that and when did it kind of come about? Yeah. So really simple. Um, there, there are organizations around the world, whether it be athletic, personal, professional, or business that can afford the big names. Um, I don't know if you heard Stephen Mackey, he's the number one guy for UIL in Texas. Um, two words. He's incredible. Damon West uh, went with John Gordon, who will be speaking at national conference this year. There are a lot of schools who can't afford those guys, man, quite frankly. And so um, Stuart Hardy runs the all in sports outreach podcast. Um, and honestly, he it's, that's a Christian based faith based podcast that basically it, it gets into the minds of coaches and people who work in either athletics or athletic administration and talk about how their faith goes along with stuff. Um, but what came from that was he had me on his podcast when I was coaching football and ADing and Socorro. Um, 
man, that was a long, probably 2019. And, the, and a friendship sparked from that. Um, we've been in contact ever since. And then I got to the point where I was like, man, character development is so important to me, but just because you don't have the finances or the resources to teach this stuff, like, what can we do to make it available to places who don't have those resources? And so he and I started working on from that all in framework um, of the, of the sports outreach podcast, like what are some words that you can attach to, I mean, honestly, you know, in an athletic program or personal or professional, like what are five things that we can put together? And Oh, by the way, wow. I don't think it's any coincidence that there's five days in a week. And so what we came up in cup with was the all in process. Um, and also, side note, um, what I would consider him a mentor. We've never met in person, but he's the athletic director at Academy ISD in Little River, Texas. Um, he was on the recruiting train with SMU in Arkansas. A family emergency happened, and he ended up returning home to Little River Academy, and he is now their AD. Um, and he has something called the MVP process. And so from meeting Stuart and deciding on our five words – and then um, getting together with uh, Jared on his MVP process, we came up with the all-in process. And so accountability is the first word. Um, so accountability is accountability Monday, leadership Tuesday, love Wednesday, integrity Thursday, and nourishment Friday. So those are our five pillars, so to speak. Um, it got off the ground. It was really big in Clinton, and then I left. <laughs> uh, and so what I've learned this year is it's kind of a hurry up and wait you know, because your first year anyway, you're trying to figure out, okay, what do they do well? What do we need to work on? And how can we improve it? And then you really take off next year. So really, between me and you, um, it's hashtagged everywhere. The words are getting sprinkled in. The coaches have it in their evaluations um, to talk about how we would see it in their program. But it's more of a background noise right now to kind of like build the anticipation. Um, and so that's where it came from. Stuart and I are kicking off the second half of the year. We're organizing our um, framework for our because it's not a business, everything's free, all of our content's free. Um, but before we launched it, we want it to be really, you know, because it's been in our programs that I've been at and we have it a couple schools piloting right now. Um, but I really, you know, it's kind of like an app. You don't want to launch it until it's fully ready. And so it's it's being implemented in a kind of a back doorway here right now. Um, but if you were to walk around our halls, um, it's the same thing. I listened to the podcast, you had your football coach on that first one. Um, like everyone knows it's forget about me. I love you. You know, um, like it's, that's the goal that I want to get to with our kids. And I can explain more why we pick those words too, but that's where we're at right now with that. So, yeah. Well, I, I the brief research that I've done, um, it looks like you guys are well on your way to something, uh, that can definitely be relevant and useful, uh, yeah. for, for programs or organizations. So kind of transitioning into the personal side of things. Just like with physical or aesthetic branding, personal branding is what people uh, see, you yeah. know, from the outside world. Uh, your personal brand is really kind of who you are and what makes you tick. Um, if I'm a leader trying to find my personal brand, maybe I'm I've lost my way, or um, maybe I'm in a new position trying to kind of align things and what I want to be about. What do I what do I want my program to be about? You know, what what advice would you have for them kind of developing that personal uh, set of beliefs or my personal brand? So I'm a big Ted Lasso guy. Biggest compliment I've gotten from an adult since I've been here is, um, you know, when we have our administrator like principals week or whatever, 
my front office secretary, Miss Champion, she got me a Ted Lasso ornament. She goes, you just really remind me of him. And I was just like, man, that like, that's a big deal to me because it's like he is who he is unashamedly. And also, I really think it's the type of person who could take any situation and just make it better. Um, and I'm sorry, I get emotional when I talk about it because it's just it means so much to me. But I think um, you even mentioned someone who's lost their way. Like, I think all really good leaders, anyone who wants to get ahead in life and like you say, lead to win we almost all have an imposter syndrome where we're like, I'm not doing enough. Like how the heck did I get here? I don't deserve this. I haven't earned this dude. It's daily for me. <laughs> you know, like when you reached out to me, I was like, man, I don't deserve that. Like, that's not something, you know, and, and honestly, when I met you too, we were like, I think we were only two of the Missouri guys at the border state summit. Um, like you said, we just interacted through emails. Like when you said I was super organized, I was like, Holy cow. Like, I feel like I fail at that every single day, you know? So, so for me, I think it's really like connecting with who you are as a person and, and doing your very best to lean into your strengths and then surround yourself with people who can help you get better at your weaknesses. Um, and even if you like, I will say this too, there are some weaknesses I have, I'm never going to be better at it. And I got to delegate it hundred percent cannot be on my shoulders has to be to someone else. Um, not everyone has that luxury though. So I think it's just being unequivocally you, um, and fighting through that daily, because you're going to fight through imposter syndrome and you just have to have that belief. Um, and I don't, I, mean, I don't mean some pie in the sky, like it's all going to work out. Like there's still work that needs to be done, right? Like you have to, you got to put in the work. You have to be the person who can be counted on. However, at the end of the day, if you are who you are, you believe in who you're, you are, I just think just have a way of working it, working themselves out, my man. And uh, again, like I never would have thought I wanted to be an athletic director. I never thought I'd want to get out of coaching. I never thought, I would want to be an assistant principal, you know, and I still question daily, like, holy cow, how'd I get here? Um, but honestly, man, it's being unequivocally you and and just doing the next right thing. Because um, I think at the end of the day, if I put my head on the pillow and I sleep well, you know, my dad always said this to me as a kid. Um, if you can go to bed at night knowing you did what was very best, whether it's for kids, people in your business, your family, like that's a good day. Um, and so I do think it's going to sound counterintuitive, but building your brand is a whole lot less about you and a whole lot more about the people you're trying to make better around you. Yep. That's a very good statement right there. Uh, I always heard, and I've told my coaches this before. Um, if you know what you stand for, all your decisions are easy. And yes. I, that's, that's something that uh, I've tried to incorporate in my leadership uh, style. And I, I've, I've rarely seen uh, that not be the case. So yeah. Um, good stuff. Doing, to, to put that in other words, doing the right thing is rarely the easy thing. And I would argue almost never. Yeah. So. Yep. Um, so when I, I would argue that one of the first things that somebody needs to have at the forefront of their mind when they when they think about trying to develop their personal brain would be a vision. Yes. Um, what do you think a what role does a vision having a vision play in the development of your personal brand? I, so I think, you know, like Bayless High School, for example, we have a, as a district, we have a mission, vision, and core values. As a high school, we have mission, vision, and core values. And then in the athletic department. So really, the first thing I would say is alignment with your in, within your organization. Um, and I know that sounds very simple, but um, when you, you might work for just yourself, you might, but most of us, whether like 
your boss could be your wife. You know, like I report to my wife every day because I always have said that round two happens when I get home. Like I'm serving everybody else's kids. I better do a good job when I get home. And so vision is extremely important, but it has to be aligned with your organization or your values. Um, and so I would say that um, not only a vision for your business or your school, but also a personal vision. So like, hey, if I'm going to have to step outside of my morals or values, I'm probably not going to do that thing. Right. Um, now, if it's aligned with my vision for our program, like I think to me, it's also looking down the road because um, I'm very I'm a very in the moment person. I don't tend to worry a ton about the future because, again, it's always worked out in the past. Um, and number two, I put the work in. Um, but I do think that something that you need to look at in a vision going forward is, do I have the right people in place to to put this into place? Do I trust those who are working around me? And do they believe in the same thing I believe in? Um, because in my opinion, the vision, I'm not saying it doesn't matter, but what matters more is the people around you to accomplish that vision. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. So, so high level, high level importance, but there's more to it than just the vision. It has to be the people around you to focus on that same goal. For sure. So we often hear uh, the term walk the walk. So if I'm a leader, I'm obviously looked at by the people that I lead on a daily basis and they, they're watching everything that you do. And it's so important to have a personal brand and what people see on a day-to-day basis. Yeah. How important is that to, to, for a leader to walk the walk as it relates to their personal brand? If you were to look at Alex Johnson from the outside looking in, I'm the crazy person who's up at four o'clock in the morning, making sure I get my work in because I don't want to take time away from my family at the end of the day, or because I'm at a game really late. Um, just giving you a couple examples of like my brand would be health. Um, it would be vitality. Um, honestly, you've probably gotten it by now be faith. Um, I'm really, faith is a huge part of my life. Um, and so to me, to answer that question, um, you can't not walk the walk. I'm sorry. Like if, if, if you're going to preach something to, you know, I had a soccer coach when I was in high school, he was a goalie for Oregon. He was apparently all American D one, all this other stuff talked about it all the time. But he literally would drive around our, our, our field coaching us on a golf cart with a hamburger in his hands. And I just didn't, I didn't believe in that dude, man. And he wasn't a bad person. But all I thought was like, you can't do anything that you're asking me to do. Like, why should I respect you? And, and to me, that was 2007, 2008, when I think society was completely different. And my parents, it was not you coming to the office and the parent is pointing the finger at the kid going, what did you do? We are now dealing with, hey, what did you do, adult? And so that's amplified times 50. So like when I walk out there with our kids, um, you know, you better be, you better know who you are and you better stick to it. Um, and you better be the same person in the light that you are in the dark. Because quite frankly, everything that you do in the dark comes to the light. Um, now, there are some areas like, yeah, a cuss word is going to slip out of my, my mouth every once in a while. And, you know, I'm... I'm going to deal with one kid with a discipline perspective differently than I'm going to deal with another kid. Like I'm going to apologize for screwing up because I'm human. <laughs> like I am not going to be perfect, but I will say it's not the, you're not defined by your small moments of weakness where you jack up and you say, you're sorry. You are defined on, in my opinion, who you are stretched out over time, consistently showing up for those people. And I think that, so, so again, the level of importance on walking your walk, it cannot be understated. But you also have to give yourself grace in those moments where you're like, man, I stepped because it because it's not stepping. If it's stepping out of character, 
you're doing a good job because you are aware of what your character actually is. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, so I, I came across a thread on social media the other day. Um, I was just kind of scrolling your Twitter feed, not, uh, not trying to be creepy or anything, but, um, <laughs> you were, you were talking about, uh, some of the podcasts that you were into at the yeah. moment. Yeah. And, uh, the, the person that originally asked the question then asked, what's your discipline for listening to those? And, you know, how do you go about the intake of all those podcasts on a week, weekly basis? And, uh, I was, I was impressed with the answer you gave them. Uh, you, you knew exactly when you listened to what podcasts, what day, and you kind of walked yourself through a week, uh, on what you wanted to intake and what, what, how you wanted to develop and grow, uh, based on listening to those. So I, I immediately took from that, that's discipline right there. So what, what do you think, you know, as a leader, developing your personal brand, and it kind of goes along with walk the walk, but what role does discipline play as a leader um, when you are leading people? So I just watched a video the other day of Jay Wright's reaction when Villanova won the national championship, um, Archdiacono to Chris Jenkins. Um it, I'm sorry, man. Leadership stuff never gets old to me. It's the same thing when Brad Stevens uh, drew up the play against Gonzaga um, and Roosevelt Jones sunk the shot. And he, I mean, just stoic, walking to the sideline. Like, and I can tell you this, dude, I am not that way. Like, when our kids score goals, I'm going nuts, like touchdowns. Like, I'm just super emotional. But I think that what he was, what he was talking about was, you know, when you are disciplined, you know, you put the work to work in, like you can live with the outcome no matter what happens. And, and, and I have to, I mean, I gotta be honest with you, man, like you and I, like I might've put on a good face when we have had conversations, but like when that wrestling tournament was happening in Clinton, I was, I was networking with, um, Monette, former AD, he works for mission now. And like, Hey man, if you hear of any jobs, like it was a struggle, it was tough. Cause I was like, I basically was told like, Hey, your, your services are, you know, don't, don't take a bad job, but if you take a good one, you better take it. Um, and there's a lot more to it behind the scenes, politics, stuff like that. Um, but I had to be okay with like, I did everything I was supposed to do here. Like I didn't have to go back in my archives and go like, where did I screw this up? You know, like I was in, the, I was unequivocally Alex. I did what was best for kids. Um, and that took waking up at four o'clock in the morning to go run that took eating the same. And I know it sounds so granular um, because I got to be honest, man, I'm ADHD as I'll get out. And so like, it's hilarious that I actually am super disciplined in some areas. Um, but like when I get to a point where something really matters, like again, if, it, if everything, ma if anything matters then everything matters. So how you do one thing is how you do everything. Um, and so again, like, you know, I, I think that that discipline regimen, as you put in here, um, it should be, it should be an overflow into your everyday life. And, and I think that it really, if, if people see you walking the walk and being disciplined, they might make fun of you for a certain amount of time, but eventually it's going to rub off on them. And, and quite frankly, to go back to John Gordon, if it doesn't, then it's going to help you determine that they're not on your bus anyways, and they need to go somewhere else. And the way, the thing I've always been telling, it's like, Hey, I'm not, you know, our superintendent here, she's wonderful. It might sound harsh to some people, but it's like, okay, so that might be your best, um, which is good for you, but that's not good enough for us. And I've always thought that being clear is very kind. That's uh, a Craig Groeschelism. But for me, 
you can be more direct with people because you have built up a little bit of that capital or that equity because they see you putting in the work. Does that make sense? Yep, absolutely. Yep, good stuff. When this is all said and done, um, what do you want your legacy to be and what what do you want to be remembered by? So I think it's separate for I think it's separate and also together, personal and professional, because I think I've already said this earlier. I'm very I'm very firm on I want my kids to wear the same colors as their dad. Um, and so for me, on the personal side of things, I want to be someone who looks at um, as a man of faith, um, faith and integrity, who did the right thing, um, a, a good husband who puts that title before my kids because I love my kids but it's in, uh, my dad always said in 18 years they're going to be gone and you don't want to be looking across the table going who the heck are you um, so man of faith and integrity good husband good dad that's on the personal side um, on the on the professional side I, I I really like I don't want the Bayless all in or the you know when Clinton it was Clinton all in I don't want it to just be some words to get thrown up because I do I do think man like the, the the main the thing the, the thing that frustrates me the most is that like culture is not a name you throw up on a wall like you talked about with your head coach it's not something that like hey like it just happened you know um, like when we talked about culture and character development if I'm the leader of that ship I want everyone around me to know like at the end of the day Mr Johnson or AD Johnson or whatever you want to call me he did what was best for kids um, and in my role it's a little different because you know from you know when you're a teacher you support the kids when you're a coach you support your athletes uh when you're the ad though you go to supporting the coaches and then when you get the assistant principal piece i'm now supporting the teachers right with discipline and everything else but all of it goes back to if i do that well for teachers or whoever i have under my leadership it is doing what's best for kids so to put that in summary i want to be a person my legacy where you take that personal you look at the professional of, hey, I, I did what was best for kids um, and putting those two things together. Because, again, if you do both of those in the personal and the professional realm, you don't have anything to hide and they can come together and then your family can attend games and they can be around you. And it's just it's all honestly, it's created community. So it's a very long winded way to say man of integrity and faith, good husband, good dad and someone who did what they said they would do at the end of the day, and it could be counted on. Absolutely. All right. I want to end today's episode with uh, some rapid fire stuff just to lighten the mood a little bit and right. get, help people get to know you a little bit better. Um, so just say what, what comes to your mind. Uh, first question, I think I know the answer to this. What's your favorite NFL team? I'm a Denver Broncos fan, but it's because I lived in Indianapolis when Peyton Manning was drafted. I thought I was a Colts fan, and it turned out that I was a big Peyton Manning fan. Long story short, he goes out to Denver. They win Super Bowl 50, and I've been hooked ever since. Yep. Um, favorite place to eat in St. Louis? Um, so there's a new place that we found here. It's called Soha. It means it's short for Southampton. Um, I found it because one of my students, um, I was having trouble getting her to school on time. And I said, Hey, if you stop getting these tardies, I'll come and I'll take my wife on a date there. And I showed up on our anniversary and the rest was history. It's really good. It's called Soha Southampton. So piggybacking off of that, say I'm taking my family to St. Louis for the weekend. What, uh, 
what advice would you have on what we should do? Man, I will say this. St. Louis has, it's interesting, it has this reputation like, oh, it's not safe, don't go here. And it's so far from the truth. Like, I get it if you're not a city person. I cannot put everything I would want to do in a weekend, um, especially into one. But I will say this. um, If you're a sports fan, doesn't matter what time you come here. Um, Yes, we are an NFL city, even though Stan Kroenke didn't believe it. Uh, The Battle Hawks are proof of that. I would, if depending on time of the year, Bush Stadium's a non-negotiable for a Cardinals game. Um, If you're a hockey person, going to a Blues game. Um, If you're a soccer person, I will tell you this, City is in their first season here, and it's the most electrifying atmosphere I've ever seen in my life. Um, Like, not only did they far exceed expectations, but it was just, it's just, it's, it, it just means more here, especially if you're a soccer person. So Cardinals, Cardinals game, Blues game, City game, uh, Battle Hawks game. Uh, and if you're not a sports person, Forest Park is a non-negotiable. You have to get down there. Uh, I would say going over to the Hill, um, if you're an Italian type person, it's, the, I mean, the food is phenomenal. Um but I got to be real with you, man. Like I would need a couple weekends if I was really going to show you a good time around here because there's just so much to do here and my bias is showing, but it's definitely home and I'm happy to be back. So for sure. Uh, favorite athlete of all time. It's going to sound counterintuitive because I'm such a big Peyton Manning fan, but um, my respect for Tom Brady grew immensely watching the rivalry growing up. Um, I watched his little documentary series um, and just the work he put into it. Now, I will say I wouldn't take um, personal uh, life tips from him. Uh, <laughs> uh, I think that he might be in a little bit of a better place, unfortunately, if he hadn't come back for that last season. But I got a lot of respect for him. And it's the same reason why even growing up in Mizzou and an LSU fan, I used to hate Nick Saban. But, man, just same thing. You just see the discipline and um, – there's a reason why he went from where he was in that picture going into Michigan to where he is now today. So counterintuitive, but probably Tom Brady, not going to lie. And finally, what's your favorite thing to do outside of work? Besides the, you know, the typical answer of spend time with my wife and kids. Uh, I'm a gym rat. I am a, um, running rat. Um, and I'm a podcaster. And so honestly, it's funny when people laugh and they're like, oh my gosh, you wake up that early. Like I feel so horrible about myself every single day. If I don't wake up, put my shoes on podcast, do my pre-workout and get the day rolling. Um, and then for a fun thing, I love the golf man. And if you're ever up here, I'll take you to a couple courses. Absolutely. All right. Well, Alex, I appreciate you coming on and, uh, hopefully our listen, my listeners can, grab a few things from this conversation and apply it to their situations. But uh, again, appreciate all your insight. And uh, I I knew it'd be a good, good conversation and I appreciate everything you're doing and I hope to see you soon. Thank you, buddy. Appreciate you having me on. We hope you enjoyed this episode of the Lead to Win podcast. You can find all of Alex's social links in the description of this episode if you'd like to connect or would like to keep up with him. Be sure to set your notifications to receive updates on new episodes. The Lead to Win podcast can be found on Spotify, Amazon Music, and Apple Podcasts. And a new episode comes out every Tuesday. I'm your host, Bo Bergen.
Until next time, now go do the work. <laughs>